welcome to episode 338 of the Spokesman Cycling Podcast. This show was engineered on Tuesday, 5th of September, 2023. The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast is brought to you by Turn Bicycles. The good people at Turn are committed to building bikes that are useful enough to ride every day and dependable enough to carry the people you love. In other words, they make the kind of bikes that they want to ride. Turn has e-bikes for every type of rider, whether you're commuting, taking your kids to school, or even carrying another adult. Visit www.turnbicycles.com, that's T-E-R-N, bicycles.com, to learn more. I'm Carlton Reed, and welcome to the second episode about cycle routing apps, both episodes of which were uploaded at the same time. On the previous show, I talked with Richard Fairhurst of Cycle.Travel, and here I talk with Bike Maps Chief Operations Officer Bruna de Gmerez. And, and where are you right this second in time? So I'm currently in Munich in Germany. Um, and yeah, but I'm from Brazil originally. And how long have you been with, uh, with bike map? I've been with bike map since November last year. Um, and it's been a great ride. Literally. And, and Literally, tell me, yeah. uh, uh, where were you? So let's go through a biography of you before we even get into what bike map is. Let's get into, 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 into you. So where were you before bike map? Give us, give us your trajectory through this particular industry. <laughs> I'm happy to give because this is a really interesting way on how I landed in, in BikeMap. But I actually graduated in law. So I became a lawyer. And that was in Estonia, which is a completely different story on how I ended up in Estonia all the way from Brazil originally. Um, and I landed in the software industry. If you know, Estonia is like a land of digitalization and so many companies are coming out of there and especially so many unicorns. And I landed in Pipedrive, which is, became a, a big unicorn in the software industry. And I fell in love with this world and the subscription-based businesses and, um, and just having this contact with the users. Um, and in Pipedrive, I was responsible for the whole business development. And I had a mini life crisis at the time because I did not know what business development actually meant. Uh, but uh, I got the CEO at the time to be my mentor and teach me everything I know today. And as I said, business development is so broad that my area was more related to product strategy. So basically everything, um, when you're trying to find a country to go to, when you're trying to find a market to expand your product to, you cannot just think about going there. Um, you have to take many things in consideration, such as localization, such as, as pricing strategies, such as product strategy, and maybe even the strategy of how you get into these countries. Uh, maybe it's through partnerships, maybe it's through sales, maybe it's through uh, integrations. And what we did there in Pipedrive was actually that my responsibility was to find these countries and actually uh, adapt the product and create a strategy to enter the market with partnerships, with integrations, and then a sales team would come in. And that was my world for multiple years. I continued developing in the CRM space after I moved to Germany. 
Um, and that's also a completely different story because it involves lots of love. <laughs> Moving to a different country because of a uh, because of a love story. But I continued in the in the SaaS uh, industry, consulting and advising for a lot of CRM and and software uh, businesses. Can I just jump in there? Because anybody who doesn't know, customer relationship marketing is what you mean by CRM, yes? yes? Exactly. Uh, It's basically a tool, right, that you can manage your relationship with with your customers. So all the data you have, um, also managing your sales processes. So it was towards all B2B. Um, And I've been in this industry for eight years and um, had a little bit of contact with the B2C industry. But it was only last year where then I was contacted by the headhunter of BikeMap to actually enter and try to help BikeMap to elevate to the next level. So bring a little bit more of a experience from a different industry to see if we could actually take BikeMap to, to the level that it deserves to be. And have you done so far? Um, it's really good. It's as I said, it's been a ride, um, and I actually see a lot of similarities, if I must say, because um, as I mentioned in the B two B space, and especially in the CRM space where I was, I used to work with a lot of small and medium businesses. So it wasn't working with enterprises in a long sales uh, cycle. It was actually a very short one. So we had to deal with a lot of product led growth, which means a lot of. Uh, your product is your sales machine. Um, your contact to your customer is through the product. You don't have time to actually talk to every customer. And this is something I see very similar in the B2C industry. So this is what we're trying to do. And this is what we have been doing in Bike Map now and talking to our customers and really understand them based on the data that they actually use the product on the uh, review that they give to us in the Apple Store and the Google Play Store, and the communication that we have with them through our uh, support system. Because you have a lot of competitors, uh, many of whom, in fact, the majority of whom are free. And I, I'm kind yes. of looking here at, at like, you know things like you know that people will have on their phones and use all the time, Google Maps and Apple Maps. So y- you are competing in a in a marketplace where there's some incredibly good free products. So why are people paying good money to subscribe for a month, six months, a year uh, to to bike map? (laughs) That's a great question. And I love to say that they are really our biggest competitor because that's what's been used by everyone until today. But the differentiator of bike map especially is really the fact that we have this community aspect so if you think about people going through these routes every single day or when they plan a route to with their friends or with their family you have actually this aspect of you know that someone has been through that through there and they really have this um trustworthiness because one thing is you being guided in google maps and how many times you living in the city, for example, I don't know what how, is, how it's been with you, but with me, if I want to go somewhere, even with my bike for transportation reasons, I know that there is a faster route. I know that there is a safer route for me. And Google Maps gives me just maybe what's better regarding traffic, maybe what is uh, the fastest. But that might not be my favorite uh, 
profile of my favorite decision. I have a daughter, for example. So I want to make sure that the rides that I take with her, even if it is from point A to point B, or if it is a tour over the weekend, it's actually the safest way possible. So I want to make sure that it is through a cycling lane. I want to make sure that um, people with kids have done this route as well, that, that they can vouch for this route. Um, this is the main thing that differentiates Spike Map then to, to Apple Maps and Google Maps. And of course, our community reports, as I said. So um, you want to know during your route where you can have a resting uh, spot, where you can actually um, pump your, your tires if there is any issues or charge your e-bike. This is what makes Spike Map special, our community aspect. So are you saying that um, it, it's got like a Waze-like feature in that it, it's plotting where people actually go and that gets mixed exactly. up into your algorithm? It's, 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 not, it's not something that's served up uh, from a server. It's actually, it's all being fed back into the system. Exactly. Nothing that you see in the system is actually done by us. It's all by the community. So what we do is just give you the best route possible for you as a user and you as your profile. Um, and everything else is populated by the community, by our almost 9 million users worldwide. And which countries are bigger than others? Where, where, where are your biggest markets? Where, where, you're, where the, Not just biggest markets, but also most, um, the most users who are using this you know, really frequently. Yeah, as you can imagine, as an Austrian company um, in Germany, Austria, Switzerland, the DAH market, the DAH region, as, as we like to call it, is our biggest market. But of course, um, Italy, France, you stay, the United States as well. And funnily enough, we have a really big uh, user base in Brazil and in Korea. And then I'm, I'm, I've got the app open at, at the moment on my phone. Because mm -hmm. um, I've got uh, like a, you, you kindly sent me a code to access this. And yeah. uh, one of the benefits of membership is you can you can swivel through the diff, the variety of maps. So there's Open Cycle Map is probably the the, the kind of the base one. But mm -hmm. then you've got a whole bunch of other ones, including um, like a, a, a an open uh, like a, a a satellite view as well. But when you look at products like Apple. Apple Maps now, right now uh, only certain cities are being mapped you know with with bike routes uh, by Apple but you can imagine in the fullness of time because th they are not just they're not providing just the, the routes they're also providing the, the the actual maps so you know they're sending cars and, and and people on foot around getting incredibly detailed maps presumably um, you know, with, with speed limits and signs read by artificial intelligence to then populate that map. So do they not have this incredible advantage, you know, companies like Apple? Once, once they get up to speed and once they, you know, do other, you know, many other cities apart from just London and, and certain key cities, when they can map everywhere, they're going to eat you for, for, for breakfast, aren't they? Because <laughs> they provide the routing and the, and the maps, whereas you don't provide the maps. You're, you're, you're sucking your maps in. I mean, we do provide the navigations uh, for, for the users as well, right? So the differentiator really is just the community aspect. Um, you can get this information from OpenStreetMaps. We also use it. And we also, um, the, Apple can do it. But the community aspect, as I mentioned before, is really what 
makes bike math different. Um, you want to, as a person, especially in the industry nowadays where technology is just consuming everything, AI is consuming everything, you want to trust the human, especially when it comes to a safety feature. Um, and that's why I like to say that safety is one of our biggest values, if not the biggest value that we have at BikeMap, because you want to trust the system. You want to trust what you're using. And you trust more a person, a neighbor, a friend that has been through that than actually technology nowadays. It's kind of a paradox, but um, at least that's what I see more and more happening. We want to become more and more human every single day more in germany and in, in in places like cambridge in the uk you basically have you know down to street lamp level on open mm -hmm. on open street map where the, the 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 community of um map users and map contributors have, have contributed so much it's just so so much more dense than than even uh, an ordnance survey map or just you know uh, uh, you know even the best topographical maps will never have this level of detail that you've got on open um uh, street map but that's that's true in certain areas in certain countries where there are an awful lot of um, willing contributors who 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 are doing that, mm -hmm. but in places you know there are there are there are there are parts of the world where there aren't that many tech savvy people populating maps, so you're not going to have um, some cities are going to be complete. I'm presuming going to be almost completely dark to open um, street map type products. So how do you how do you grow in in those places where the mapping probably isn't anywhere near as good? somewhere like Germany or, or places like Cambridge in the UK? Yeah, that's, again, the community aspect is what is fascinating about Bike Map. We have users that travel the world planning trips and planning routes through, throughout the world. They do big, long cycling tours, and that's how they populate the app for us. Um, we have most of these places being populated by existing users, for example, in Germany. They are Germans, but they're traveling the world. Or they are Brazilians, and they're traveling the world. And this is where it makes these routes even more special from the point that you actually mentioned. And how, how do you know the routes that are in there are... Put, put, kind of like inverted commas here, like family-friendly routes? Because you could have a whole bunch of of really keen cyclists who mm -hmm. will take the routes that they want to use but it's not the route that you know a brand new cyclist would want to take so how do you differentiate between the routes that are in your system that have been genuinely done but be maybe by very very keen cyclists who don't mind traffic compared to totally traffic free how do you differentiate yeah when you're actually looking for a route you're able to see all these specifications that the the user used elevation the type of uh, ground if it was a gravel if it was uh, also if the bike was a mountain bike if it was a road bike you can see these differentiators and that's actually what makes then the user choose these routes um yeah and there was another question in the beginning that i forgot if you could repeat it where the, there are areas of the world that don't have that much mapping, 
how how do you get oh, into yeah, there? Yeah, that's that's what I meant uh, before with these with these cyclists that just travel the world. But um, the ah, I remember the question was was regarding the the people that are more savvy, right? Uh, they're they're able to do it. Um, they they're not scared of any route that comes into their way. But that's also our app. You're able to come in there and say, "Hey, I want that and that and that route," um, and explore it and really find the best one that's possible for you that we're actually going to create this profile that is going to fit you and we're going to suggest you the best routes for you. So for example, if you're more of a safer person and you have a road bike, then we can recommend you a specific route that actually fits your profile better. And if you're more an adventurous one that are looking for a uh, way longer or way more, way harder with elevations, um, that are not something that a beginner would use. So, so tell me what you get with the free version of of your app, and then tell me what you get when you start paying. Yes. So, with the free version, we have um, recording, and you can plan your route. So, you can discover routes all over the world. Um, you can also plan it um, if you're thinking of taking a trip with your friends and you actually want to do it, you can do it with bike map in the free version and um, you can record your route. So let's say you want to go for, for this route, you can record it. And then the end of this route is created for other users. This is what you can use with our free app. With the paying app, actually you can have multiple map options and you can navigate. You have turn by turn navigation. You can download the maps as well. So maybe you go into the area that uh, you don't have connection. And also you don't want to use all the battery of your phone uh, because, you know, it can, it takes a lot of battery. And um, yeah, besides that, we have more and more features coming in also with your like routing profiles, um, as I mentioned. And on the free version as well, um, you can keep on populating the app with uh, these community reports. I know when I would use it. If if I'm in a in a, in a different city, uh, then I would fire it up. That's that's when I fire up navigation apps. But most people are not using. You know, they're they're just staying to the roughly the the the, the same place. So is this something that um, can also recommend the routes that you could go for, say, a nice a nice little day trip? Can you can you like how can what can you plot with your app? Yes, exactly. So um, that also goes back to the other question about um, these routes that the people uh, post into our into our system. They all come as well with pictures. You can also see what happened in, in these community reports, um, resting spots. You can then plan a route that's actually based on that. So say, for example, you want to stop at this uh, restaurant and actually have a nice beer or you want you're going with your kids and you want to make sure that it goes through a playground because you want to have a resting time there while your kids play in the playground um, or you have an e-bike and you want to make sure that you actually charge your bike midway or in case something happens that you're actually able to also charge your bike so um, you can plan your route through, through that. And that's what the community gives back to us. These informations that we get from the community based on the routes that they've ridden. 
that's all there for the people as well to also plan their route and find the best route for themselves. So tell me about your privacy level, because I've just clicked into um, a route in mm -hmm. my local area and it, it says it's actually, it looks like a, a, a German fella has uploaded this, this particular route in near my, near my, um, where I live. Um, so how are you, how are you, um, what are you doing with, with privacy? How are you protecting, um, anonymizing um, people? Give us your, give us your privacy um, settings. Yes. So, I mean, we're, con we're compliant with all the GDPR rules. So this is super important for us. And you can make all of these routes private. So all the, the information that you have there can be private. It's only public if you want to be public. No one is going to see it unless you actually want to see it. And a profile is created automatically for you. Um, and we don't have any access to that until you actually allow us to have it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, I'm, I'm also still in the app here. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm obviously on like premium uh, membership because I'm, I'm getting all of these um, these things. But basically, how much are people having to pay to get the the, the, the premium? Um, what, what are your what are your payment uh, subscription levels? So we have a monthly plan and we have a yearly plan. And in our yearly plan, which is the best one, is forty nine euros per year. Okay, and you're getting fall detection in that as well. How are you doing fall detection? Is that from the phone? From that's from the phone, yeah. So if your phone is on your on your bike and it needs to be iOS, right? So then if it's in your bike and it falls, then it gives a very big noise that it and that it announces that you actually fell from the bike. So you're able to get safe. I'm, I'm presuming you've got Android as well. Yes, we're just implementing that. All right. So you, this, this has basically been iOS for a long time and it's only just becoming Android. No, no. So we, the, the app, we have an Android app. I thought you meant from the fall detection. All oh, right. Okay. So, so how long have you had the Android version of the, of the full app compared to the, was this originally iOS? No, it was originally a web app. So we started all in the web app and then for the last seven, six years, we started with uh, mobile apps at the same time. So iOS and, I and Android. And what's the difference uh, w compared to users? Have you got m many more iOS than Android? What's, what's the split? Yes. Yeah, so 70% of our users are iOS users. Um, so it's a really big uh, majority of our users are, are using iOS. And then the remaining ones are using um, Android, and they both they use both web app and the and the apps. So that's maybe a good a good question I had before about the, the the Apple potentially eating your breakfast because if they come out with an all singing all dancing every city kind of bike routing, it, it does take away from you. I know you, you you'd say yes, we have the community, but that's community. But you've got to pay for it. So are you monitoring, are you looking at what Apple's doing constantly or do you think they'll always be uh, so far away because of that community element, you don't have to worry about what they're doing city by city? It's not what, what we have to worry about because I think competition is always actually 
making us challenge ourselves and making us look into what the future brings. And I see Apple Maps, especially there as a, as a partner. So for example, we've been uh, featured multiple times in Apple. We've been featured at the WWDC. Um, we do a lot of partnerships with them in regards to our features. And I think the market is very big, especially for cyclists. Um, when you think about a generalized tool, um, like Apple Maps or like Google Maps, it's it's good. Yeah, it fits. It does what it needs to do. But you as a cyclist, you wanting to actually plan around and have an experience, you actually search for an app that actually gives you that, that is focused on that. That was also why we never wanted to go into trailing or we never wanted to go hiking um, we want to focus on cyclists because we know that there's people and the market is there for really just cyclists and the cyclist experience. So you still have the web app. The, 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 we the, still the, have it, the, yeah. The, you, know, you can plan and do all sorts of stuff on the web, download as whatever, and then and then follow it on your phone. Is that that, that you can do that? Yes. And plan so you, you you were saying before about you know we're going to be adding features um that's you know when people pay for this then they'll, they'll be getting feature what, what have you got anything what, what amazing features do you do you have kind of potentially lined up yeah so for example um as i mentioned we have the planning and tracking um navigating your routes but if you think about it more and more people and especially the young generation they are actually using their bike as well for commuting. And um, they want to combine that. So imagine if you think about, hey, um, I don't know if you're, a, if you're a parent, but maybe you take your kid to school and you want to make sure that you take the fastest route possible or, or the safest route uh, possible with your child. But on your way back, after you actually taken your kid to school, you want to make sure that you take the fastest one back. Um, it doesn't necessarily need to be the safest. So we want to make sure that these are things that we're actually um, giving to you and showing to you what's the best uh, route possible for you to do that. Um, also through weather. So you can also get um, weather uh, push notifications and telling you, hey, today is going to rain. Maybe you want to leave today. Maybe you want to leave now instead of 10 minutes from now or in 30 minutes from now. And the same thing, of course, with a personalized heat map. Um, that's when we think about actually a big route and planning your rides, um, getting very specific ones, um, uh, tips on the Discover, um, and also from your profile, the best route possible for you. And then I'm presuming, I haven't actually done this yet, even though I have got one on my wrist at the moment. I'm assuming you, the, the app goes on to the uh, a smart, uh, an Apple Watch. So you don't have to have the iPhone on your handlebars. You can have it in your pocket and be directed turn by turn on your wrist, in effect. Exactly. And this is something that's going to also be uh, released very soon as well. Um, We have the new updates from the WWDC that we're actually going to be releasing for our watchOS. And that's not only for iOS, but we're also doing it for Android. For the Wear OS. So you can actually have a navigation through your watch. You don't need to have your phone on the handlebar, as you said. And um, you can really know where you're going. 
and receive the turn-by-turn navigation there. Hmm. And how are you reaching new people? How, 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 are you, how are you getting out there? So we do it all through organic growth. Um, and we have our marketing and our so- social media really just trying to be there and talking to our users. So as I said, the community is a really big aspect for us, is a really big point and value that um, really this word, uh, how do you how do you say it in English? Word by word or word to word? Mouth, word mouth, of mouth. Word, word of, of mouth. mouth. Thank yeah. you. So word of mouth and the very, uh, what I like to call the organic growth from our App Store, uh, App Store and Google Play Store. This is really what uh, takes us there. Do you get a feeling for, from your from from the, the the kind of profiles you've got? How many people are incredibly keen cyclists, and how many are, for want of a better phrase, like new cyclists? You know, potentially worried cyclists who are using your app because they 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 they, they really want to to have somebody to hold their hand when they're starting out. Do you have any inkling of of that kind of uh, granular knowledge of your your customer base yes um so this is something that we've been trying to learn more and more also ever since i started in bike map so really try to understand our users um, and talk to them so the majority of them are actually a uh, 40 year old white retired male um, and they are doing it for fun they enjoy this and they enjoy this route and they need this care and they need this trust from the system. And I think this is where really it ties together. Um, but we have more and more uh, younger people using the app, as I mentioned, and using it as well for community, for, for commuting. And we're trying to combine that now because we have these people that are using and they're um, riding our streets every single day and we want them as well to populate data in the app also for the people that are going on these rides on the weekend um like our main user base that is um the male 40 or 40 plus uh and retired because mm. i mean I, i'm i don't know if you've been sent the the i did do an app like this many many years ago mm-hmm. uh, the bike hub app and, oh, and cool. that, the reason the reason for doing that uh, it was by the Bicycle Association of the UK, and it was in effect. Uh, it, it definitely wasn't to that demographic that as the bulk of your customers. It was to mm-hmm. the the brand new, the worried cyclists, the people who don't know how to get from A to B and think, well, I really can't do that because I'm surrounded by major roads. So it was very mm-hmm. much to get brand new people to be comfortable at finding routes that would take them in safety so as as many bike you know cycleways as possible all that kind of stuff it was it was very much aimed at at, at yeah. newbies rather than at at at, at keen cyclists do you think that yeah. was wrong yeah. you should should it have been you know we should have you should have really targeted at the keen cyclists because they're the ones that are gonna you know power yeah. the app forward i think knowing your icp is key um, sorry, your ideal customer profile is uh, is key. If that was for you, then that's your uh, the problem you're trying to solve and the solution you're trying to give. And for us, is really the people that are not adventurous. They're not athletes, but they're comfortable riding. 
they want a safe route, but they are not um, doing it for the first time. They don't want to go into dangerous places, but they are also not wanting to be handholded all the time. And do you white label for anybody? No, we don't. That's uh, all us, and we have a very um, straightforward B two C model. The, the only reason I'm asking that is because you know an enormous amount of cyclists actually using the roads right now in lots of cities are actually food delivery cyclists who yes. their apps you know from Deliveroo or from whatever system they are being routed all the time um mm-hmm. uh, by in effect very you know algorithms similar to, to yours and i was just wondering if you know mm-hmm. you provided any of your your know-how to these companies so it keep those the, the delivery cyclists safe if they've got something that you know benefits more things that you've got a hundred percent and partnerships is something that we're definitely focusing on uh since this summer um not only with food deliveries but also hotels tourism um and this is really uh, a market that is really open for us but white labeling um it's not something we're considering at the moment because it takes away the focus of the product and building the product for the users that we actually want to keep improving and um but partnerships and actually finding a way to work together without white labeling is something that it's growing a lot in the summer how do you describe how you're doing those partnerships the tourism partnerships are you like offering like one week subscriptions to a hotel guest or something what what were you offering exactly so then we can have a specific uh amount of uh, like the the hotels would pay us x amount of money every month and then they get this code that all of their guests can get can use the app for free as a premium version for one month for example and then we hope that we actually convert them afterwards and for the hotel is actually very good because they get an app and that they can offer to their their clients and also with routes that are populated by the people that have been there it's now to the end of the show, and in a second I'll get Bruna to give us an elevator pitch for Bike Map. But here's David with a short commercial interlude. This podcast is brought to you by Turn Bicycles. The good people at Turn understand that while a large cargo bike can carry oodles of stuff, many of us prefer something, well, a little more manageable. That's why they've come up with the HSDE Cargo Bike, for folks with big aspirations to go car-free, delivered in a compact size. With its rear shock to 80 kilos and a combined hauling capacity of 180 kilos, the robust new HSD is stable and easy to maneuver, even when under load. And with its Bosch e-bike system tested and certified to meet the highest UL standards for electric and fire safety, you'll be able to share many worry-free adventures with a loved one, whether it's your kiddo or nan. Visit www.turnbicycles, that's T-E-R-N, turnbicycles.com to learn more. Now, we should have done this right at the beginning, um, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to start talking rather than uh, put you on the spot here. Yeah, yeah. Give me the elevator pitch. Even though we've talked about all of the benefits and we've, we'll probably have done it, just give me your very short elevator pitch of what you say. If you, if you had to go to an investor and you had to describe this product, 
um, to somebody who knows nothing uh, about uh, why people would use this. Give give us that pitch that you would uh, you know into in a, to a dragon den's you know a shark tooth type environment. Yeah. Um... <laughs> so bike map is the market leader for this community generated cycling maps and routing. So besides the maps and routing um, from 8.6 million users that we have out there and 13 million unique routes that we have there worldwide, we're also help helping you find the best route for yourself. Um, so really understanding you as a user and giving you real time information of your routes. Okay, I'm, a, I'm an investor and I'm, I'm going to come in with a tough question here. Of, of those 8.6 million um, users, how many have you converted to paying customers? Oh, that's a question that we need an NDA for. <laughs> but as I mentioned, we are a platform and we are really a community-generated uh, company that our vision is to be the, the world's number one platform for a safer and community-powered cycling world of tomorrow. So really having this in mind that it doesn't matter if you're free, it doesn't matter if you're premium, as long as you're keeping us to build this community and that you're populating the app um, to help people out there and to help the, the fellow cyclists out there, that is our goal. Excellent. Uh, even with the NDA, and I didn't, I didn't get the answer to that. I, I kind of assumed I wouldn't. Um, so, <laughs> so tell us now. We'll end. We'll end now on where do people get information from, and where could they perhaps um, contact you or see you on social media? So, two things: where do they get the app, and and how do they find out about uh, you? Please, uh, that's a great uh, question. You can find us at bikemap.net um, on website, um, on Instagram at bikemap. And of course, you can find us bikemap in any app store and Google Play store that you have. Okay, and you? And me, um, you can find me on LinkedIn. And uh, my name is Bruna de Guimarães. And you will find me attached to bikemap. Thanks to Bruno de Gamera's there, and thanks to you for listening to episode 338 of the Spokesman Podcast, brought to you in association with Turn Bicycles. Show notes and more can be found at the-spokesman.com. The next episode will be available later in September. But meanwhile, get out there and ride.